Welcome, everybody, to the Inside Our Galaxy podcast. I am your host, Eric Hernandez, as always. Uh, we got quite a bit of things to talk about. Um, obviously, we got the matches that happened over the weekend. We have our tie against Vancouver. Obviously, we have a preview of Minnesota in the, at the end of the show. And we also got some Galaxy news that is related to things off the field. So we got a lot to talk about, really. And uh, with me again today is LA Galaxy Central for the third time, um, it, I guess, this season uh, of starting this podcast. So how's it going, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Like, like I said before the show, I was just here home chilling. And um, yeah, and I hope everybody else is doing well. But yeah, man, everything's going good. So um, like I said, we got a lot to talk about, man. Um, before we get into, I guess, the recap of Vancouver and that tie, let's talk a little bit about um, our Wednesday match against RSL because I didn't do an episode of what happened at RSL. But just just a little a few minutes about what happened. Um, on, on that game on Wednesday, uh, the Galaxy ended up winning 1-0 against RSL. Efrain Alvarez ends up getting a goal, his second goal of the season. That It wasn't a, a, a I guess it, it was a good win. Wasn't necessarily the most uh, flashiest of wins, but a win is a win. We got the three points. And um, I mean, it was it was a solid game overall. What do you think about that game against RSL? Yeah, definitely. Like you said, I thought it was kind of a grind out game. Wasn't the most flashy performance like we put on Friday against Portland, but you know, during the season, we need these type of wins where we can just like not put our best lineup out, but we're capable of beating a team at home, getting all three points. And yeah, I think it's a good, it was a good result on Wednesday night. So yeah, definitely a good result. Yeah, it, it, it was a good result. I think it was, a, like you said, it was a grind out win just to get the points. And um, so, yeah, coming off after that game, obviously we're heading into Vancouver, which was played on Sunday, obviously with that, with not only just that win, but the win before that against Portland, um, the momentum's going. Um, we get two wins after that, you know, the terrible road trip that happened. And so we're, we're getting some wins. We're getting the motivation going. And of course, not only do we go against Vancouver on Sunday, but it's an opportunity to get into first place as well. But unfortunately in that, in that game, we don't necessarily, we don't necessarily um, do well. Now the galaxy didn't lose on Sunday. We ended up getting a tie against uh, Vancouver, which was 1-1, missing an opportunity to get into first place. Kevin Cabral backs the second goal of the season on Sunday. And, you know, we had a good first half, but in the second half, Vancouver scores a a second uh, or scores an an early goal in the second half. And, you know, the Galaxy just fall flat on their face. Jorge Villafaña also gets an injury. But, I mean, the Vancouver game was just, um, it, it felt more like a loss. And I think you would agree with me on that. Yeah, I would agree. I thought it wasn't a great result to pick up. I thought the Galaxy probably would have and should have won this game. Vancouver's obviously last in the West. And yeah, once they got that first goal, I thought like, okay, I think our defense is looking good. I think we can just hold on to this result. But unfortunately, we we gave up a pretty poor set piece goal. And yeah, it's a missed opportunity, but you cannot beat everyone during the season. And we just got to go again on Saturday and try to pick up points. And I agree with that. We can't win every game. But like we said, this was an opportunity to get into first place. And the Galaxy just fell short. The team looked good in the first half. They were creating chances. They were getting opportunities. Kevin Cabral ended up scoring, which, by the way, was a goal that I think, like, out of all the opportunities he's had, this was probably one of the hardest ones he's gotten, and he ended up making a goal. But, I mean, hey, who cares? He scored, right? But, yeah, I mean, we had our chances. We had the opportunities. Um, 
Grandier had one that should have gone in as well, but I mean, he, that, that was a chance right there. But in the second half, like the team and like their confidence just went down and really we had no answer to the game. Uh, uh, Derek Williams, even in, in the, uh, the post game interview, even was saying like, you know, like we just, we just didn't look good in the second half. We didn't, we, we weren't creating chances. We, we didn't get the opportunities that we were getting and we didn't, we didn't get the win. And, and with Derek Williams in that interview, he looked very upset about it too. Like, like he even felt like this was a loss too. Yeah, definitely. I think all the players are probably disappointed not to get a win, especially when they had the lead at home, but yeah, it's a missed opportunity. What, what can I really say? I mean, they should have won that game. They didn't. So we just got to move on to next week in the end. Yeah. I, I mean, we got to move on from it. And what was interesting too, is Greg Vanny also had a post interview um, and, and I'm pretty sure he had a post interview every game, but he had a he had a good he had a good uh, quote in that interview. He said this team wasn't ready to take first place, which in a sense, you know, I agree with him because, I mean, coming into this game, Vancouver had had, had like what five ties in a row. So I mean, they were getting competitive. They weren't winning games, but they were competitive. And Greg Vanny, you know, I mean, saying that they weren't ready to take first place is, is something interesting, and I would agree with him because I think something the Galaxy need to do is that they need to realize that. You need to win big games, but even if it's not against big opponents, like this was a big game. It was a game to take first place, but it wasn't against a good opponent. It was against Vancouver, who's, you know, dead last. But I mean, if you can't beat a Vancouver, I mean, you know what? I mean, it, Greg Vanny's right. Like you're, you're, you, you know, you weren't ready to take first place. And, and that's just something disappointing. And, and I think we're, we're saying we're kind of repeating ourselves. But I mean, in general, this this game just felt like a loss and. You know, the players knew it, the fans know it. And like you said, we just got to move on to Saturday. Yeah, definitely. I think we can pretty much all agree. It just was not a good result. Simple as that. We had our opportunities. Grand Sioux missed the chance. We got the lead. We couldn't hold on to it. Vancouver didn't create many opportunities. It should have been a win, but it wasn't. So, oh, well, it's an unfortunate result, but I think we can bounce back on Saturday. So let's get into some players um, that like any positive players, negative players. Um, I think we one we can start off with is of course, a big topic that basically almost like every game now is Kevin Cabral. And I feel like you can look at Kevin Cabral's performance in two different ways. Um, one being that these past few games, I think he's slowly progressing. He's getting a little bit better. He's getting more involved. He's getting more chances. And I mean, he ended up bagging a goal on Sunday. And, you know, that, that's one way you can look at it. Or I think a lot of people are looking at the other way. And I think this is the louder majority is that he's had multiple opportunities to score and yet he's just not finishing those opportunities. And, you know, some people saying that, you know, that's not good. That's, that's bad. Like it doesn't matter if he scored a goal on Sunday, he's, he's still losing a lot of opportunities. I mean, out, out of those two ways, or maybe even another way, like which, which do you think is uh, reflects Kevin Cabral a little bit more? I'm kind of in the middle, actually. Like, I think he is progressing a little bit, but obviously his finishing does need to get better at the pro level, especially on a senior DP contract. So I'd say I'm probably in the middle of it, actually. But I do think he's definitely improving. So that's good to see, especially as a young player. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I would agree, too. I think I, I'm a little bit more into the middle, but I still like to look at the positives a little bit more and the fact that he is slowly progressing. He is getting his chances. He's getting more involved and, you know, scoring a goal. Um, I mean, he could probably could have scored like maybe he had a couple of chances where he could have scored another goal, but I mean, he scored one. I mean, it, it's progress. It's it's not big progress, but it's it's progress. And I think people should look at it that way. 
Yeah, I agree. Any any other players you think positive before I get into mine? Yeah, I thought Derek Williams had another good game. I thought he won, won almost every single header, header. I thought he was aggressive into his tackles. I thought he looked in shape again. I thought he kept the back line organized. I thought, yeah, I thought he had like a really good game on Sunday. I was very impressed with him once again. Yeah, he, he's, he's getting back into his form before he got suspended, which is good. Um, and also, speaking of Derek Williams, he got married. So um, congrats to him and uh, his wife now. So, um, yeah, congrats to Derek Williams. And, yeah, I agree. He had a good game. He's getting better. Um, and he definitely looks like what he did, what he looked like before the suspension. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely great to see. Another player I, I had highlighted was uh, Efrain Alvarez. Um, he didn't play the whole I, – I don't think he played the whole game on Sunday. But um, with his performance in RSL and his performance on Sunday – He's been he's been looking pretty good, uh, and especially coming off the Gold Cup. I, I know he didn't really play the Gold Cup as much, but after coming from there, he's he is he is a uh, he's playing good. He bagged the goal. He got he got an assist on Sunday. I, I believe that counts as assist for for Kevin Cabral's goal. So he got an assist Sunday. Um, so Efrain's looking pretty good, and uh, and a lot of people are excited about that too. Yeah, I think he is actually looking pretty good. I don't know if he's going to be a starter moving forward, but. I think he's definitely a very important bench piece. And yeah, he's played well since he's came back. He's moving the ball well. He's getting into pockets of space. He's setting up his teammates for good opportunities. So yeah, I think we've all been impressed with him. And that's good to see for his development going forward. Yeah. And I and, and another thing too, I think like him playing good is kind of like uh, you know, coming off the gold cup. I think that's gives him a little motivation because you know he's committed to Mexico now, and I'm pretty sure he wants to go back to playing with Mexico. So he's got he's got now he's got a new opportunity. Uh, with the Galaxy to keep playing games, play well, so you can go back to the national teams and maybe, you know, in the future, go somewhere else big, or, you know, get a better contract or whatever. But I think Efrain Alvarez playing good is good for the Galaxy and for himself in general. So, yeah, of course, man. It's always great to see. Any negative players that you want, that you have? I didn't really put any, but I don't know uh, if you have any. I have two that I wasn't very impressed with. First of all, I thought Sega Koulibaly had a poor game. I thought his passing was a liability out of the back. I thought he looked a little bit slow. He did win a few headers, but I wasn't impressed with this passing. He gave the ball away a lot. And also number two, Sebastian Legit wasn't exactly great. I don't think he had that good of a game. I've seen better from him, and I think he's capable of playing at a higher level. But I think that was just one bad game. I, I have a feeling he'll rebound. But yeah, those two I wasn't exactly very impressed with on Sunday. Speaking of the midfield, actually, um, obviously the midfield was it looks solid on paper. I think a lot of people were excited about the midfield. Obviously, you had Sebastian Leggett, you had Jos- Dos Santos back in the starting lineup, and then you have uh, Ravellison who's been playing well. So you get those three in the midfield. I mean, when the, when that midfield is healthy, I mean, it, it's going to look good for the Galaxy as well. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if the fits are exactly the best, but just the talent wise, it's definitely up there for one of the better midfields in the league. But it's going to have to be interesting talent-wise, not really having a playmaker in that midfield. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, those were my thoughts. Um, any other thoughts to the game that, that you thought? No, not really. It wasn't a great game, but no, I don't really have any, any other thoughts. Yeah, so like we said, this was this was a tie that felt like a loss. So, um, And like we said before, uh, the only thing we can do is just look forward to the next match at Minnesota at Allianz Field in uh, St. Paul. So, um, but we'll get into the preview for Minnesota later. Let's talk a little bit about some galaxy related stuff. Let's talk about our new signing or our new loan that we got. Um, we, we end up signing left back, uh, Nico Hamalayan 
from Queens Park Rangers on a five-month loan. So it's basically for the rest of the season. Um, and he's the first player to sign for both LAFC and LA Galaxy. So um, what do you think about this signing that happened? For me, the signing, it seems like an okay signing, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense considering we have like a Danilo Acosta as a backup left back. Like, I don't think he's that bad. He's not great, but I don't think we really need a backup left back. I would prefer like a backup attacker or a backup center mid, but for a cheap signing, I guess it's okay. It's not going to be much of a game changer, but it's not bad. You know, it's just an okay signing. Yeah, and I think um, after uh, Villafania went down on, on Sunday, uh, Acosta ended up going in, and I think he did okay uh, for a person who hasn't really played. But, yeah, I think this was just more of a depth signing, and especially uh, right now with uh, Villafania out for who knows how long. I think this is now it, Now that we look at it, it's probably a, a good signing. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes for Nico. Like we said, he's the first player for uh, to sign for both LAFC and LA Galaxy, so – that's interesting as well in the El Trafico rivalry. So, yeah, so that so we had a signing. And then actually tomorrow uh, is going to be interesting because there's going to be a media call tomorrow where I think this will be where we'll get a lot of information on on a few things. Um, one being Chicharito's availability, um, Jovelchik's, um, you know, visa process. Uh, maybe maybe we'll talk about Nico if he's already here or not. And then. I think another one would be, again, the status on Villafania. So tomorrow should be an important day when it comes to information. Um, obviously, you know, I'll have information on stuff like that because we're recording on Wednesday. So we'll have information on that whenever things get released. And LA Galaxy Central will have information as well on his page. But yeah, tomorrow is going to be an important day when it comes to uh, new information. Yeah, definitely. The status of Chicharito is definitely going to be interesting. The Galaxy haven't seemed to post many pictures of them in training, so I can't really tell if he's in training or not. Javalchik will be interesting if he's available or not. We don't know if you got his visa yet. And you got the Viafania injury. We don't know how bad it is, if it's bad at all. So, yeah, tomorrow is definitely a big day going into the preview for Saturday's game. Do you think Chicharito is going to play uh, Saturday? I mean, like we said, we haven't really seen him in training. I know he's been in the weight room and stuff like that, but we haven't seen him on the field training. But do you no, think I, he do you think he might uh step on the field on Saturday? Uh no, I do not think he'll play on Saturday, actually. I haven't seen him really doing any actual football training, and I don't think they're just gonna have him out for like eight games and then just start him like right away. For a road trip in Minnesota too, in a place like that, I, I highly doubt he'll play. So no, I, I don't expect to see him available. Yeah, um I, I did a I did like a little question thing on Instagram where I only got received one question, which was about Chicharito and when I would think he would come back. I said it was probably possible that he could come back Saturday. I think it's a little more reasonable if he comes back Tuesday uh, against Colorado. But even then, looking at it, um, we just don't know because we have to take this as a day-to-day thing. Um, you know, whenever we get news, you know, that's the news that we have that we have to uh, take. And by the looks of it, I don't know if Chicharito is going to be available for Saturday or third or uh, Tuesday. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah, really. We haven't really gotten too many updates on his situation so far, just weekly by weekly basis. So I don't know. We'll just see tomorrow what happens and then we'll go on from there. And another thing I wanted to ask you, too, is like if Chicharito doesn't play on. Well, I mean, he most likely won't play on Saturday, but if he doesn't play on Tuesday either. And let's just say maybe maybe he's back for San Jose. Do you want him in the All-Star game or do you not want him in the All-Star game? Oh, absolutely not. Of course, I don't want him in the All-Star game. After not playing for two months, I don't want him to get risk getting injured in a meaningless game. So, no, I don't want him in the All-Star game. 
yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's something not only just Chicharito needs to think about, but I think the Galaxy as well, that they need to make that decision if he should play that game. I don't think he should if he if he's going to keep uh, if he's not backed by San Jose or maybe not backed by, a, let's say, Colorado, then, yeah, I don't see him playing that. And, and I don't want him to play that if he's going to if he's just coming back from injury. So, yeah, I agree, man. Uh, like we said, Jovelchik is also going to get his um, we'll get his update on his visa. Um, he has also had like a media call last week where he was introducing himself. Um, one thing I took took uh, took away from that like media call with with Javelchik is that he looks like he's a very smart player, and it looks like he kind of has like some sort of like a high um, soccer or football IQ, and I think he understands the position that he's in. So it'll be interesting how how uh, Javelchik comes in comes in as well. So. Yeah, obviously, he's been a highly scattered player in Europe. Greg Vanny even mentioned in a press conference that they were actually surprised to get him. They thought he wasn't really landable in MLS with the transfer fee he would be, but they didn't end up getting him. So, yeah, I'm excited to see him play. Hopefully, he scores a lot of goals and lives up to the hype that he's getting. And I believe in him. I think he's a solid player, and I'm excited to see him going forward. Yeah, and he even said in his uh, in his, in his media call, too, he said he got multiple offers from offers from a many different teams and he saw LA galaxy. He was surprised. And he said, Hey, you know what? I'll take this opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn maybe a, like a different style of, of a uh, soccer or football in, in the world. And, you know, he even asked one of his, I think his former coaches who played in MLS at one point, he said what it was like and you know, what the LA galaxy were like and what they were, uh, what they were capable of. And, you know, that, that swayed into his uh, decision, but, you know, we're happy that Javel here and uh, hopefully he gets his visa. Um, or hopefully he has his visa already. So yeah, for sure, man. If he is available, I would actually start him right away because really we have no natural goal scorer up top. So why not start him right away? Yeah, I, I would. I would start him right away if he's available Saturday. Which again, hopefully the visa process isn't like the other signings, and he already has his already. But even even then, he's already in LA. I don't know if he's training with them, but he's in LA. So you know, we don't have to wait till he comes and you know maybe quarantines or whatever. I mean, he's already here. So. That's a good yeah. thing as well. Uh, a rumor actually came out today, um, and we posted this on our on our pages. But uh, DTK uh, Dennis DeClosa is a candidate for the FC Cincinnati uh, general manager job. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, I think teams around the league are obviously knowing that he's a good general manager and that they can build a team with him as their GM. But I don't see why he would leave the Galaxy, especially because he has a pretty big budget to use and. He can bring in the players that the club wants and he wants pretty easily compared to FC Cincinnati that probably doesn't have as big of a budget. So, yeah, I think Greg Vanny likes what he's building. I think the fans are pleased with him. So I don't see why he would leave, but you always got to make sure to give him that extension and make him feel welcomed here. So there is no possibility that he leaves. Yeah, I, I don't see a, a possibility of him leaving either. I think DTK has had some, you know, I guess some bad moments in his general manager career whether that's with like you know the mexican national team or with other clubs and and maybe a little bit with the galaxy but with what they started here with uh with greg vanny i think you shouldn't stop that like they have a plan set together you know you don't want to cut that man short and bring in another gm who probably has a different plan or doesn't look eye to eye with greg vanny or whatever because i think dtk and greg vanny look at each other you know the same way and they want to work with each other and they want to bring the best possible team. So I don't think DTK should, uh, should leave. And, and realistically, I don't think he would want to leave. Like you said, 
the Galaxy have a bigger budget. They have the money to bring in better players um, and the players that he would want. So, yeah, I don't see DTK leaving, but that's just a rumor that's just been floating around or that floated around today. So that was interesting. Yeah, I agree. DTK has definitely created a positive club culture so far this season. So I'm pleased with the job he's doing, and I hope he's around for many more seasons. Yeah, so that was... Yeah, so that's one thing that happened. Um, let's talk about some things that uh, happened off the pitch or that's maybe not necessarily with... It, it's Galaxy-related, but just not with players or the... Well, maybe a little bit of the front office. But um, obviously, there was a lot of complaints this weekend um, that there was increased police at Dignity Health Sports Park, and they banned the hot dog vendors. They banned the hot dog vendors from Dignity know, right? Health Sports Park. A lot of people were expressing their feelings. I expressed my feelings. Um, what do you think about all that stuff, man? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a little bit frustrating considering our supporters have been celebrating for over like 25 years outside the stadium. But I mean, you could argue there is a reason, obviously, if COVID cases going up in L.A. County, they have to like try to get people out of there, not let them spread the virus or, yeah, just stay around each other for a long period of time. But I think they should let them stay as long as they're being fairly safe. They stay for a certain period of time and then they can end up going. I think there's, there's something to be met in the middle where both sides can be happy. Yeah. I, yeah. I would agree. I, I mean, like someone even told me when I was, cause I made a post about this on Instagram. Someone even told me like, you know, you got to look at it both ways and which I agree. I, I always look at things uh, both ways when it comes to, when it comes to things like this, but I still think it's just a little bit messed up. It, it doesn't bring a good vibe. I mean, I don't like the, the fact that there are 20 police cars you know, bombarding fans, telling them, get out of here, go home. And, you know, that that's not a good vibe. And in fact, some people were saying they had to leave 15 minutes early so they don't have to get through all of that. You know, that that's that that's something that's not cool. And as for the hot dog vendors and stuff like that, I understand that's a process. You know, it's not easy to get a permit to sell food. I, I you know, me and my family have been through that as well. We tried we tried selling some food one time. We, we had to go through the city and the, you know, the process and they're saying, oh, you can't do it here because this is this person property or whatever. I, I understand it's a big hassle, but like at some point, you know, you got to work with them as well. But um, yeah, I mean, big outcry for that. And, uh, you know, and especially when you had a very low attendance record uh, this Sunday. Yeah, I know. I was very disappointed in that. Actually, we can speak a little bit more on that later. But yeah, the attendance was not very good. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I mean, you were at the game actually. Let, let's talk about the attendance a little bit. You were at the game, so how did it look? Did did it look very maybe not dead, but like maybe the atmosphere just wasn't as as much as it is usually. Yeah, especially this season, like it's been pretty disappointing actually. A lot of empty seats. The the LA Riot squad has done well, but one support section that has done kind of poorly is the Victoria Block. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed in them, and I usually like to hold them to a higher standard, but. They haven't been exactly very impressive this year so far. So hopefully just later on the season when hopefully more things start to open up, hopefully they start to sell out a little bit more. But yeah, it's, it's been a little bit disappointing so far, especially when we've been like bad in 2017, 2018. Like we were top four or five attendance in the league. And now this year, like I don't even know if we're in the top 15 in attendance in the league. Like we've fallen off a lot this season. Part of that is with COVID. Maybe it's like with what you said, the police problem, but yeah, it's, it's been a little bit disappointing. I have to admit. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and the, with the Victoria block, cause I, I, I was already, been, I've been there twice already this season. Like when I was there, it looked full, but then when you see it on TV, it's like, Oh, it, it wasn't full at all. It was just that everyone was very close. Um, 
I, I, but out of the three supporter sections in Victoria Block, I think the one who's been doing the least amount of people are the Galaxians, which I don't know why. I mean, they're one of the first supporter group. No, they are the first supporter group for the yeah, Galaxy. Yeah. And for some reason, like nobody wants to go with them, and which is kind of sad. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I, if I would want to go with them, maybe one day I will go in that section. But, you know, when it comes to like ACB and the Outlaws, they kind of fill it up. But, you know, when but when you look at Galaxians, it's just them and you know, in the front and nobody's up there on top. And yeah, it is a little disappointing, I think. But, um, and especially when the galaxy are, you know, playing good. I mean, I mean, we yeah. didn't take first place this week, but we're still in third. We're, we're still in the top of the Western conference. So, I mean, it is pretty disappointing that a team like us is, is just not filling up seats. Yeah, definitely. Especially like in seasons past, like I think in 2017, we were top four in attendance in the league. And obviously we both know we got dead last that season. With Zlatan, we were top three or four attendance in the league, so we've always been in the top five. But this year, I guess we just fell off dramatically, really. It's a little bit disappointing, but just hopefully in the future we can start to build up that attendance a little bit more. Yeah, and, and, and you know, people – and, again, the pandemic has to deal with – has to do with this too. But, um, I mean, well, when you look at other uh, teams, and not just in the MLS, but in, in sports, like, I mean, obviously, LAFC, they're almost kind of selling out. Dodger games are selling out. Um, you know, here in Orange County, because I live in Orange County, you know, if Otani's fucking pitching for the Angels, you know, the Angels have a pretty good crowd as well. You know, I mean, every other sport is, is almost kind of selling out, but the Galaxy isn't really selling out and they haven't really sold out this season. Yeah, definitely. It's been a little bit disappointing, but hopefully we can just build up the attendance, like I said before. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and also no Chicharito too. Maybe like uh, some someone even said, like maybe like the casual fans who were, in it for Chicharito and, you know, obviously him not playing for, you know, the amount of games he hasn't played, you know, they're, they're not going to go unless he's not playing. So, yeah, but for me, that's not really cool. Like you should always support your team, no matter who's on the field, what the players are. You should always have fun supporting your local team, no matter who the players are. So it's a little bit disappointing. People would just go for one player, especially if you're a season ticket holder. Like, I don't know, that's just not cool, but oh well. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously like the diehard Galaxy fans and supporters are, are obviously going to go no matter what, but I'm saying like, you know, the people who are in it for Chichar, like Chicharito fans, maybe, or like, you know, maybe the Mexican community because, you know, he's Mexican. So, like, maybe yeah. they, they're not going to go to him, go to that game because he's not playing. I mean, obviously, Jonathan Dos Santos is on that team and Efrain Alvarez. So, you have Mexicans on the team. But, you know, if, if a lot of people are going to go there for Chicharito, maybe that's another reason. But even then, like you said, that's not cool. You should go for the team, support the local team, and um, don't just go for one player. Yeah, I agree, man. Well said. So, yeah, that was all the galaxy news and related stuff a lot a lot of stuff actually happened so yeah i mean it was kind of crazy um but yeah that's all the news uh let's get into minnesota um the galaxy will face minnesota united this saturday at 3 p.m local time I, i'm assuming up in minnesota i don't know if they're three hours ahead or a couple hours ahead but whatever their time is but here in los angeles it'll be at 3 p.m on saturday uh, Minnesota are currently fifth place in the Western Conference with a record of seven, five, and five. And um, what a turnaround for Minnesota because they started off being zero and four, and they just turned it around. Like I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely. I think we all knew they were a good team going into this year. I believe last year they got into the conference finals, but yeah, they they will definitely be a tough opponent, especially at Allianz Field where they almost never lose. Besides to us in the playoffs, you know. So yeah, yeah it'll definitely be a tough game. It's not going to be easy at all. If we get a point from that game, I think we can both agree it's probably a good result. 
Yeah, I, I mean Minnesota coming into the into the season, they were if anything, they were almost like maybe not MLS Cup favorites, but maybe to get into the MLS Cup, especially like you said, they made the Western Conference final last year. Unfortunately, they choked against Seattle. But um, yeah, like I mean, Minnesota's a really good team. And even with the very slow start that they have, they they're unbeaten in the last five games, which is very impressive as well. Yeah. 12 out of 13 games, actually, I believe they haven't lost. They only lost once in those 13 games. So, yeah, they're going to be a tough opponent. we got to be ready to play, and we've got to execute a good game plan if we want to come out with points. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, uh, yeah, Minnesota ended up winning their previous match against the Houston Dynamo in a fairly even match. Uh, yeah, they won, they won uh, 2-0, but Houston had their chances as well, uh, but they, did, they, did, they didn't have it. In, um, they couldn't put it in the back of the net. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a fairly um, even match, but Minnesota came out on top. And like we said, Minnesota, I feel like Minnesota has a very um, underrated atmosphere because a lot, when people want to talk about atmospheres, about MLS teams, they talk, they usually say, you know, the Atlanta United's or the Seattle's or maybe LAFC and, and, you know, like all these other, you know, pretty uh, bigger stadiums or, you know, intimate atmospheres, but Minnesota has a very intimate atmosphere and nobody really seems to talk about that, but, like we said, that's going to be tough for the Galaxy going into Minnesota. Yeah, definitely. I think they have a, a good atmosphere, not at the top of the league, but they do have a good atmosphere. They have a good fan base. It's not an easy place to play. Obviously, usually there it's really cold. I don't know about during the summer, but yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough place to play, and hopefully we can come out with points in the end. Yeah, I mean, and, and like you and like you said, when it comes to results, like, you know, a, like I feel like any result is a possibility in this game, which I mean, in general, for any game, any result is possible, but like we we would under be un, we would understand any result that happened in the game. Like if we win, we'd say it's a good win. If we tie, you know that we'd say that, you know that that's oh, that's a good performance. And if we lose, obviously, you know we would say like, hey, Minnesota's a very good team. You know, losing to them was was probably going to happen. But like I feel like any result is is a possibility for this game. Yeah, and 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 also another thing too is that this is the start of a very tough second half of the season. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, these, these next, I mean, these next five games are going to be heck or the next four, I believe are going to be very hectic. I mean, again, we're going to have Minnesota. Then you have Colorado. Who's, who's also a very good team. Then you have San Jose, a rivalry game. They're probably not as good, but again, a rivalry game is a rivalry game. And they improve too. Anything could happen in that game. And then you have the all-star game for the people who are going to play. And then you have LAFC. So it's going to be a very busy four games or the next two weeks, at least. Yeah, they definitely won't be easy. Two of those are rivalry games. San Jose is definitely improved. They actually haven't lost since they lost to us. So their form of play has been better. And yeah, it's going to be a tough next couple of games. We're going to need our supporters to show up and be loud and support the team. And hopefully we'll come out with some good results and separate ourselves from the playoff line even more. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't really have a prediction for this game. Like I said, any result is a possibility for this game. So I'm not really going to give a prediction. I, I know you say you don't like predictions, but do you have one or, or not? You don't, you're not going to do a prediction this one. No, this is seriously an unpredictable game. I'm just better off not making a prediction right now. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I don't want to put the bad luck in there if I, if I say we're going to win or something. So yeah, it worked for RSL though. Yeah, it did work for RSL. Yes. We, we did say that we were, that we were going to win and, and we did, but you know, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's everything that we've covered. Uh, like we said, our recap of Vancouver, which was a disappointing tie. But, you know, we got to look into Saturday against Minnesota. And then, obviously, 
big information tomorrow when it comes to the media call and things like that. So be on the lookout uh, for all that information. And if you want to know information about tomorrow's media call, obviously you can um, follow us on the socials. Um, you can, which by the way, what are your socials? So people should know. Yeah, feel free to follow me on LA Galaxy Central on Instagram and Twitter for more LA Galaxy updates, news, rumors, discussions, and more. And make sure to follow my guy inside our galaxy for the same thing, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we post very similar content. So if you want to find information about tomorrow's media call and stuff like that, go follow us. Um, like, I, like he said, follow me at Inside Our Galaxy on Instagram. If you want to follow me, Personally, it's at DJ underscore Puerco. That is at DJ underscore P-U-E-R-K-O. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter as well, it uh, it's at, it's double underscore Eric. It's at, it's double underscore E-R-I-C-K. So follow us on our social medias and things like that. And especially for tomorrow with a very busy uh, afternoon with that media call. So um, yeah, that's it. That's everything. Um, anything you want to say to the listeners before we go? Yeah, it was great being on here. It's great always talking about the Galaxy with another great fan. So, yeah, thanks for having me on here, and I hope to be back soon talking about another win. Yeah, man, uh, for sure. We're uh, it, Like I said, it's a pleasure having you here um, for, for these past few episodes. It's definitely good to have another perspective on, you know, on Galaxy-related things. So it's good to have you here, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, um, yeah, like we said, uh, that's everything we have to talk about. That's the socials. Um, I hope everybody's having a good day. I hope everybody has a a good rest of the day. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, um, stay safe. Like we said, COVID is still out there. So protect yourselves from that. Get vaccinated if you want to. Um, But yeah, hope everybody has a good day. And uh, G's up. Seven words.